With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Jamaica and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with Cheap Caribbean Vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Jamaica and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. All right, here we go. It's TV Today, 96.3 News Radio, KKOB. Thanks for being with us on this Wednesday. It's Brandon Vote and producer Avery Castillo here uh, on News Radio, KKOB. And before we get started today, we got our, our poll question up on our Twitter at KKOB Radio. Um, Netflix has started this thing where they're cracking down on password sharing all of a sudden. So so now premium subscribers can add up to two out-of-household users for $8. And standard subscribers can, can add just one. Ugh. So after, after, after all these years, after all these years, Which I remember it wasn't Netflix, but it was the the HBO when HBO started their streaming thing a few years ago. I remember the guy that was the head of HBO, like uh, uh, on an award show, and then when he was doing interviews, would say, "Yeah, share your password," because that was a huge marketing tool for Netflix when people really didn't know what it was or uh, was kind of iffy about it. They were like, sure, go ahead, share your password. We want people to see what they're – it was like basically like just getting a free preview because it's hard to do the, the free previews like they used to do with premium cable channels uh, with, with streaming services. So it's one thing that these services have relied on for a few years, but all of a sudden now it's, got, it's gotten too popular. It's gotten out of hand, so, so we're, we're going to do the crackdown on, on password sharing. Do you do you share any passwords, Amory? Okay, BB. First of all, this is ridiculous. As a family, in laws, yeah. my dad, like all of us, share a Netflix account, and none of us yeah. all, like all of us, don't live together. Yeah, but we're a yeah. family. Uh-huh. This is just ridiculous. Yeah, I'm gonna write my congressman. Yeah, you should. Um, I don't know. I don't, think I don't know do how they're with... really. Yeah. Probably not, especially mm-hmm. the congressmen that we have here in the state of yeah. New Mexico. They, they don't care. Come on. We share all the family. Exactly. Now we have to yeah. go all individual accounts? I guess so. They say premium subscribers can add 
the two non-household members. So still your family does not live in the household, but you only, what if, this is one thing I have. What if uh, um, you, okay, well, let me just say this. Although you're still able to use your account when you travel. So that's the one thing they're going to have to get because say if you're living in multiple households, you know, sometimes you're in this house, sometimes you're in that house. What about kids and like shared custody? Sometimes they're with mom, sometimes they're with dad, and they're yeah, still well, like, on, but that's heck? going to be multiple houses. I mean, this is going to get out of control for sure. Sounds like they're but having that, money problems on Netflix. You know, yeah, they, they want their $8. They'll get their pound of flesh out of everybody. So that's our uh, poll question today. Uh, do you share your Netflix password? There's going to be people, too. It's going to be an act of rebellion. There's going to be people that are just going to put up their passwords up on social media, probably. So funny. <laughs> and, let it, and let everybody use it. Team Hulu. That's right. Yeah. Hulu's okay. Um, also, yesterday, our poll question was, what candy would you like to see banned? Who ended up winning that? Uh, Pez. Pez. Yeah, I could do with that Pez. By like, and yeah. it was pretty close. I think the second really? place was uh, Skittles at 28%. Really? Yeah, I was pretty. A lot of love for, 40, lot of love for like the hot 47 tamales. Forty-seven or something, eight percent for Pez. Wow, wow. Mm. I thought hot tamales was was going to be the winner there, but people like hot tamales here. I, I guess so. The the candies. Um, so that's our poll question. Netflix. Do you share passwords? You can get in on that. We'll be updating it this afternoon here on News Radio KKOB. And of course, on BV today, we're kind of always ahead of the news. Have you have you noticed that? Not to brag or anything, but uh, we, we kind of talk about things, and then maybe a day or two later, there's something that happens, some of which gets predicted right here on this show. That's why you're here, right? Uh, BV today here on News Radio KKOB. And yesterday we talked a little bit about uh, the CYFD because you had the resignation of one of the uh, the big cogs within CYFD. You know, of course, Barbara V Hill, the director. Or the the secretary of CYFD quit um, a couple of months ago, and then you had uh, uh, Emily Martin step down, who was kind of the liaison between CYFD and the state legislature. She quit um, late Friday in the Friday afternoon news dump, and we talked a little bit about it yesterday. Now, um, something else that's going on now. Uh, and we'll take your calls, 505-243-3333, as um, uh, we have this council that was started with CYFD. And this happened in the middle of the legislative session when you had both parties decide we want to do something and revamp, reimagine, if you will. That term gets thrown out there a lot nowadays. Reimagine CYFD. And the governor said, nope, cut it off at the knees, uh, wouldn't let these things get passed, even though there was broad support. And some of these bills actually actually did pass, uh, the, the House and, and the Senate. Uh, but one of the things that came out of MLG's executive orders, which happened in the middle of the legislative session when they should be making laws and not just edicts from the governor on how to govern people here in the state of New Mexico was this advisory council. Okay. It was almost um, uh, kind of a little, it was something that MLG was kind of giving up a little bit. Now she wouldn't let 
the, the lawmakers do what they are supposed to do, and that is make laws and actually do the legislating, especially when it comes to a cabinet position like CYFD. She wouldn't let him do that. But I felt like this was something to where she was given in a little bit because she put together this advisory council. And this was earlier this month uh, that we finally had one of the meetings from this advisory council. And, of course, this was in controversy, too, because they were also meeting behind closed doors. I mean, if there's any cabinet-level department that should be as transparent as possible, it's children, youth, and families, right? We should have all of that above board because of all the, the other cabinet positions. This is the one that deals with a very vulnerable uh, section here in New Mexico of people, and it's very sensitive, and we want to know that they're doing uh, what they're supposed to be doing, especially in light of one of the previous secretaries of CYFD, Brian Blaylock, who, who probably should be in the pen someplace in New Mexico, but he was able to, to run back off uh, to California. But in this case, you have a CYFD, and they were put on notice during a legislative finance committee meeting, which happened yesterday. You know, and we're not the only ones talking about this, and these are great conversations to have, and I want to get your feedback, 505-243-3333. This is something that's hitting the, the upper reaches of government in the state of New Mexico because it feels like every week there's another horrible story coming out of CYFD, and these dead bodies of children in our state continue to pile up. Now, a lot of these questions centered around what's known as the, the Comprehensive Addiction Recovery Act. Everything has a, um, they have to make it short so it's CARA is what it is. Um, and this act requires states to develop a plan for care for babies who are born drug addicted, which, although sad, is very much something that happens in the state of New Mexico. Uh, with uh, a high poverty rate, we have uh, a lot of people that are on drugs when they get pregnant, and we have drug-addicted babies. In fact, our percentage of uh, of children like that are uh, one of the, the highest in the nation. Uh, very unfortunate. And then this is something that kind of um, started with the federal government. We got to do something here to get these babies uh, that are drug addicted, get them the best care possible. Part of that also is getting the parents help as well. Because honestly, we'll take your calls here, 505-243-3333. And I know it takes a long time. I mean, it's, I mean, there's a, there's a percentage out there and some of you may know it of people that try to get off of drugs and how many times it actually takes before, they actually get off of drugs. And even when they do get off drugs, it may be just temporary, okay? Uh, it's something that you have to fight. And a lot of you, uh, if you've been through these struggles or you know somebody that has, I mean, hell, everybody has. Whether it's it, you've done it yourself or you know somebody that has, that's gone through some sort of uh, an addiction like this. There's no magic bullet for it. It takes time. 
But that's one thing we've seen a push from the federal government, and this is part of what this uh, CARA Act is, uh, the Comprehensive Addiction and Recovery Act, is, you know, we can get the the children, we can keep them alive. Um, as we, you know, sad to say it, we wean them off of drugs that they're addicted to in the womb. But uh, as these kids get older uh, and their parents are continuing to use, what what's happening at that point? I mean, and these kids are going to be in danger. And as we found out from uh, talking about and learning about uh, CYFD here in the state of New Mexico, if you, if there's somebody uh, who's responsible for little kids and they're addicted to heroin, that's okay in the eyes of the state. In the eyes of the state, heroin, I'll just use heroin for, as an example, but other, other uh, types of hard illicit drugs like this too. If you, if you're addicted to that, that drug, it's okay. So, and the state has to has to see if your addiction is hampering your um, function to actually parent. If this is getting in the way of you you taking care of your kids, then it's a problem. But you just being on heroin or meth or whatever the case may be isn't. Which, when well, we found that out recently, shocking, right? We'll take your calls here, 505-243-3333. We'll also hear from some of the state legislatures, uh, legislators on both sides of the aisle here. And in particular, um, Crystal Diamond, state senator, who I think has a, a bright political future for the GOP here in the state. And with, with a party that doesn't have much of a bench, uh, Crystal Diamond down in uh, uh, Truth or Consequences, is kind of a bright spot for the GOP. And I think she is smart politically uh, for some of the things that she's done for CYFD. But also, it really feels like she genuinely cares. And not just her, but a lot of these other legislators, not just Republicans, but Democrats too, because this is something that you kind of check your party affiliation at the door on. Or you should. And we'll get to some of her comments coming up also. You'll be pretty surprised. As we were talking about um, CARA, which is a Comprehensive Addiction Recovery Act, you'll be surprised how many of those plans we have out there for kids here in the state of New Mexico. And I'll have those numbers for you next on News Radio KQOB. All right, it's BV today, News Radio KQOB. Yes, and I'm getting all the emails here. We just learned earlier this afternoon that we lost Tina Turner today. Yep. At the age of 83. So uh, we'll, we'll have more on that coming up uh, probably next hour here on News Radio KKOB. Uh, we're talking about CYFD and what's known as CARA, which is the Comprehensive Addiction Recovery Act. And this is something that came in from the federal government. Of course, you know, New Mexico wasn't going to do this on their own. Federal government um, wanted a way to care for babies and kind of wean them off of drugs. And the numbers are pretty staggering, um, and New Mexico has, uh, or, or in the upper tier of cases in the country, uh, especially considering how few people actually live in New Mexico, uh, n- not good at all. But for the, and this is one of the things that have come out of some of the uh, the meetings here, especially the Legislative Finance Committee, for the fiscal year of 2022. There was almost 1,400 plans of care 
that was submitted. That's just the ones that were submitted. Uh, how many more babies did we have in the state of New Mexico that were addicted to illegal drugs that we don't know about? Or ones that didn't make it because uh, the parents weren't forthcoming with it enough? Or CYFD wasn't fast enough because we know that that is a problem as well. And to their credit, KOAT has done a really good job of following up with uh, CYFD, which I think is the biggest story, the failures of CYFD, the biggest story going on in the state of New Mexico right now. And not enough people are talking about it. And I, I give credit to KOAT for 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 continuing to check in on it because stuff is happening all the time. Like right now, there's a the legislative finance committee meeting, which was going on, which lawmakers were taking people in the uh, NCYFD to task, which basically tells me maybe that was why Emily Martin left on Friday. She didn't want to be a part of this meeting. Here's a little bit of the story from KOAT. And Doug, most questions today centered around CARA, also known as the Comprehensive Addiction Recovery Act. The act requires the state develops a plan to care for babies who are born drug addicted. New Mexico passed its own version of the law in 2019, saying hospital staff must give a CARA baby a plan of care and send them home. At Tuesday's LFC meeting focused on CYFD, CARA took the spotlight. How many are involved in abuse uh, prevention services? So the 2022 um, submission for CARA includes, um, let's see, we have a total of 1,388 plans of care that have been submitted for fiscal year 22. Answering that question, interim CYFD Secretary Teresa Casados. Democratic State Representative Tara Jaramillo then asked how many of them were involved in abuse prevention. According to CYFD, out of those nearly 1,400 kids, 535 were reported and screened. Roughly half of that 535 um, were individuals that then did need additional services from CYFD. That means 274 kids went home without CYFD oversight. Representative Jaramillo then asked this. Um, are, do you follow up and test those babies to see if if they have exposures in the home. We don't specifically test those babies that go home. During a recent 30-minute Target 7 special investigation, we showed you how Republican State Representative Gail Armstrong walked out of a meeting after no one knew how many children with a plan of care died. She asked the same question today. I hope you know the answer. How many babies have died under the CARA plan? Um, Mr. Chairman, Representative Armstrong, I do not know the number, but I will get it yeah. for you. Care is at the top of everyone's mind because it's failing our, our kids that are going home. Right? Target 7 caught up with Republican program. State Senator Crystal uh, Diamond after the meeting. While she's concerned about CARA, she also wants to see more transparency, something she brought up during the meeting. She pointed Target 7 to a veto the governor made on House Bill 2. What that does is, once again, it removes transparency from the process. She vetoed language that would require the agency to report to the Legislative Finance Committee. That's upsetting. And Shelley and Doug, we reached out to the governor's office. They told us they appreciate the concerns of Senator Diamond and went on to say the department is working towards altering how and what information the agency shares in the case of a child fatality to increase transparency with the public. All right, uh, it's from KOAT there, and, and a lot to unpack, and we'll do that after the news here. But uh, 
you know that they know what the number is. There, there's some staffer that has, they may not know the exact number, but they have a pretty good idea of how many babies uh, have been, uh, uh, have died that were in, in the CARA program. And you're telling me you're, you're all set for a legislative uh, committee hearing and this is your job. This is what you do. This is what we're paying these bureaucrats to do. And in some cases, we're paying bureaucrats just to run numbers on things. And nobody had any idea how many dead babies we had from Kara, or they just didn't want to say it out loud. And I think that's one of the big problems we have in this state uh, with CYFD. Uh, CYFD, it's more like just uh, CYA. People are just covering their asses that work in this program. Uh, coming up next, I'll also tell you about what was some of the other things that was in House Bill 2 that got torpedoed by the governor. That's next here on News Radio KQOB. TV Today, News Radio KQOB. Thanks for being with us. You want to get in here on uh, CYFD, you can, 505 243 because I think this is the biggest. Um, the biggest story that's going on in the state of New Mexico. And we need to hold uh, these cabinet um, uh, bureaucrats and people in government uh, accountable. <clears throat> and you've got state senators and state representatives that want to do the right thing, Republicans and Democrats uh, on CYFD. But they're getting cut off at the knees at every turn. Um, I do want to let you know about Right to Bear Arms. They have expanded... There's more space now. So if you haven't been in a while, go check them out. Same great location, easy to find, southeast corner of Juan Tabo and Montgomery or at righttobearmsnm.com. And because of that new space, that means more room to display all the great guns they have and the ammo, which they take a lot of pride in keeping all the most popular brands of ammo. Because from time to time, as we have seen, there'll be a run on ammo or there'll be a shortage somewhere right to bear arms always has all of the, the most popular brands of ammo in stock and accessories like loading, reloading supplies and first tactical gear. And inside some of that space at uh, Right to Bear Arms, they're going to be hosting basic handgun classes and concealed carry training as well. Check them out. Right to Bear Arms, southeast quarter of Juan Tavo and Montgomery or at righttobearmsnm.com. Okay, so in this meeting, this week, just just yesterday, the uh, Legislative Finance Committee, you had lawmakers who were upset, too, because they were able to craft bills, get them passed, but they didn't become law. They go back to their home districts. This is something that a lot of them have been campaigning on. They go back to their home districts since it's been, you know, two, three months since the legislative session. <laughs> it's the summertime. That's That's a great time to start fundraising again. And I'm sure they're getting questions. Like, I thought you were going to make CYFD a priority. What happened here? Uh, wh why, why am I still reading in a newspaper and hearing on the radio about kids dying that are around and under CYFD? What happened? Because many of these uh, uh, politicians campaigned on this. Both parties tried to do something with CYFD and did not happen. So this is one of the first times that CYFD, the bureaucrats there, had to face the music uh, when the, the Legislative Finance Committee and a couple of really telling things. One was the 1,400 kids that were reported 
uh, to be in the care program that meant they were drug babies. 535 of the 1,400 were reported and screened. Roughly half of the 535 needed additional services. And you had uh, Tara Armijo, who is um, a Democratic state senator, state representative rather, ask the CYFD bureaucrats, well, how many kids have died that were in the, the, the CARA program? No idea. Can't, can't The bureaucrats can't answer to what they're doing in their own, in their own department here. And then um, also you heard from uh, Crystal Diamond there, that piece from KOAT, and she talked about House Bill 2. And this was one of the things that uh, that was um, really frustrating when several of these CYFD bills uh, didn't see the light of day or they, they didn't become law. Ultimately, it was a fact about transparency and House Bill 2 would have made it more transparent. And Crystal Diamond brought this up during uh, during this uh, this legislative finance uh, committee hearing. I mean, the one thing that you can do whenever a government, the one thing that governments can do, I know it's really, um, uh, especially here in New Mexico, it's very cumbersome. You got the bureaucracy and there's all the layers of politics you got to go through. The one easy thing that government can do is be transparent because all transparency means is we're going to need more people for this. We have to make things more accessible. That means more people or hiring people to build the software for it or whatever the case may be. And yes, you need people, but boy, does the state of New Mexico love to hire people, not in the private sector, but in the public sector, which has been one of our problems for decades in this state is we need more people on the public sector side. But this is what we're actually telling them as far as CYFD. Hey, go hire some more people. Because in many of these bills that had to do with CYFD, there was funding for it. Hey, go hire some more people. We just we want this to be more transparent. Hire some more people, build the software. We'll have the manpower to make this thing more transparent. I mean, if you say that with any other cabinet, uh, any other cabinet department in the state of New Mexico, it would be welcome with open arms. Hey, you want us to go hire some more people? Sure. Uh, how many zeros have been allocated on the end of that bill? Immediately, they go in and they start hiring people. Everybody's brother-in-law and cousin ends up getting a job, right? But for whatever reason, when it comes to CYFD, oh, no. we Even though you're going to give us this money to hire people, and for resources and to build software, we just can't do it. And that was part of the the issue with uh, with House Bill Two. You're basically Democrats exactly what they want, which is more money, more resources, uh, a bigger budget, and say go out there and hire people. We just want this to be more transparent. It was really interesting too uh, during the legislative session. All right, it's Brandon Vogt, 96.3 News Radio, KKOB. Thanks for being with us. And just to wrap up uh, with CYFD, I mean, it's almost hit a boiling point uh, in this state, and especially with House Bill 2, which you had both uh, both sides of the aisle saying, we'll give you as much money as you want. 
well, not as much, but we'll give you a near blank check. Uh, you can write the zeros in there. You can hire as many people as you want to. Uh, you can have all the resources. You can have the software. We just want to know what's going on inside your department. And CYFD's like, eh, no thanks. First time ever, big government Democrats have said no to money. But they said no to it because they know at, at some point, if there's transparency, we'll know what's actually going on there. And we'll have accurate numbers, which, by the way, when uh, State Senator uh, Tara Armijo asked uh, CYFD how many babies had died that were in the, the CARA program, didn't give her an answer. And it's been 24 hours now, and I haven't seen an answer either after she said they would get back to them on it. Those are important things that uh, the Legislative Finance Committee needs to know and citizens in New Mexico needs to know. Are you actually doing these kids any good by being around them? But this conversation will continue uh, with CYFD, and I, I hope it does, because there needs to be a total revamp of, of that department. Also, yesterday we heard about uh, from the, the city of Albuquerque how we are going to now, because the city of Albuquerque, uh, we have to have an announcement and a press conference about when we're actually going to enforce laws that are on the books. Now, some laws um, uh, should be enforced all the time. They're not. Uh, this the city hall picks and chooses which laws to enforce. Okay, this time we had a a whole uh, a whole lot of pomp and circumstance surrounding the median safety measures uh, here in the state or here in uh, the city of Albuquerque. That all of a sudden now we're going to start paying more attention to people that are on these medians. And we got some answers. Remember yesterday when we uh, touched on this, we didn't even know that the 13, 14, or 15 of these intersections where they would start enforcing uh, this uh, median safety ordinance, but they didn't even tell us where they were at. Now we know where some of them are. I'll tell you about those. Uh, and, and right now, let's take a look at, um, or let's listen to this from KOAT as we had to have a, a whole big shindig about a law that should have been enforced from the very beginning. We're going to try to enforce it now. Pedestrian safety is a real challenge in Albuquerque and in New Mexico. A new safety ordinance underway. These signs now placed at 15 intersections alerting pedestrians. We've all been there at night in Albuquerque driving scared about pedestrians jumping in front of us. The city says scared. pedestrian deaths have doubled over the past year, resulting in 14 deaths since the beginning of the year. Way too many of our pedestrian fatalities have been on super busy intersections and have super been busy. from a person either going to or coming off immediate. Albuquerque Police Department now enforcing the city's median safety ordinance first with warnings. We're hoping by moving these individuals and by focusing on the biggest intersections, the intersections with the most traffic, the narrowest uh, medians that will be able to accomplish this. Now with citations, as of Monday, 12 were given. It's a typical misdemeanor that will go through Metro Court. Uh, generally, it's uh, under $500 in less than 90 days. Despite failed attempts of panhandling laws in the past, the city says this new ordinance applies to everyone. Historically, the city's had two laws, and they were both thrown out in court. 
And now this third law, which passed in January, is only about safety on four-foot medians, regardless. And our legal team at least believes that that will stand up uh, in court. Okay, the Tim Keller's legal team thinks that this is going to stand up in court. Okay, here's the other thing. As you heard from Mayor Time Killer and Chief Wiggum uh, here in the city of Albuquerque in another one of their uh, little dog and pony show press conferences uh, yesterday, listen to how they they positioned this. I mean, and City Hall had to lean on the progressive. Like, he couldn't even say, you know, this is this is a problem. Uh, it's a blight on our city, these panhandlers. It's a public safety issue for the drivers, for one thing. Oh, you didn't hear any of that. You just heard that, well, these pedestrians are getting killed, so we have to, we have to do something about it. So, so you had to lean on the progressive. I mean, here was an opportun- another missed opportunity for this guy. If, and I know he does want to run for other political office. He's a politician. That's, that's all he does. I doubt he's going to ever go out and get a real job again. And I'm talking about Tim Keller. But he had to lean on the progressive and say, well, it's because of um, – and, and have his heart bleed all over the pedestrian. And, of course, calls them pedestrians, too. We, we, we all know it's panhandlers. It's another word that starts with a P. And some other words, too, not just pedestrians. And all of a sudden, his legal team, even though two of these have gotten struck down, his legal team thinks that they're on on, on better footing, pardon the pun, when uh, people are standing in a media. But we do know these uh, intersections now. And here's a few of them. Montano and 4th Street. See them there all the time. Indian School in Carlisle. Carlisle and Lomas. Louisiana and Manal. Honestly, it's wherever there's a median at in the city of Albuquerque. But they have, um, I think the story said 12, but they actually have put these ordinance, these signs of this ordinance up uh, at 15 of these places. Coors and Irving, Alameda and, and Corrales, Yale and Gibson, University and Gibson. I mean, basically every major cross, uh, cross street in, uh, in the city of Albuquerque. And there's, there's more than just these 15 that are here. Now, the problem is going to be the enforcement. And we're promised that they were going to enforce it. But this is one thing that we can all see. We'll all be able to see it because we're all driving through and, and seeing these spots. I mean, these these aren't tucked away places. These are, these are hot spots that people travel on in the city of Albuquerque. We'll end up seeing how many of these uh, citations get uh, get delivered, how many tickets people actually get, and we can see it in action, too, because we'll know, right? I mean, and they have even put the ordinance in, uh, in a big, on a big sign there at these intersections. Hopefully, these people that are standing there can read it because that'll be the next thing they'll claim. Well, I can't read. Or, oh, it's not in Spanish, or it's not in whatever language I know, so I didn't know, right? But this is one thing where we can actually see if the city's going to do something about it, because we'll be able to watch it from our cars. All right, 505-243-3333. We'll update our poll uh, coming up next, and if you haven't voted yet, you can. On our Twitter, at KKLB Radio, as Netflix starts to crack down on password sharing, 
Are you one of those pesky people that share your passport, your passwords? We'll have that updated for you next here on News Radio KQB. All right, it's BV Today, News Radio KQB. There are a lot of stores closing its doors. I don't have to tell you this. You've seen it over the last few years. But it almost like after the pandemic, it stopped for a little bit. But now a lot of other stores are starting to close in the city of Albuquerque. And we're going to talk about that after the news at 2 here on News Radio KKOB. And, and I'm not, not, not talking about like the mom and pop shops that did close during the pandemic because this state was uh, was locked down. Uh, we're talking about big box stores that do have the means to keep stores open, even some that are losing money for a while. And they're starting to, to shutter uh, here in the city of Albuquerque. So we'll talk about that after the news at uh, 2. Also, Mr. Buck Burnett is going to be with us. Oh, KKOB contributor. That's right. He's our he's our Raisin Cane's correspondent. And uh, yeah, he wears also, many hats. Guess, he does. And one of them is wrestling promoter. Yep. So I mean, add that we'll to the resume. About, yes. So we'll uh, we'll talk to him about that as wrestling returns to Albuquerque this week. Um, also, let's update the poll question. So this was a hot one on Twitter at KKOB radio. On Twitter, yeah, because it's ridiculous. <laughs> You're very upset about I'm, this. I know. I, I, yeah. I'm very upset. Sixty-one mm-hmm. percent say that they share Netflix passwords, and then thirty-eight uh, yeah. percent say no. I mean, this was Netflix specific, but I bet you that sixty percent also shares other passwords as well. Yeah, so you can uh, continue to weigh in on that. Voice your your displeasure, like A. Marie has today. Oh, I'm not backing down. (laughs) Also, update here. We just talked about this yesterday with Target and how obviously they they learned nothing from uh, other companies that have dipped into social and political waters. Target, all of a sudden, after this backlash, is removing, as they say, certain items. We'll see how many of the items they remove and making other changes to its LGBTQ merchandise nationwide. And, of course, what uh, people got uh, very angry about was a lot of this gender-fluid merchandise was for babies and infants and toddlers and little kids that shouldn't be thinking anything about uh, stuff like this. So uh, the pushback worked a little bit as Target has started to remove some of that stuff from their stores and once here in Albuquerque as well. All right, coming up next, uh, we'll talk about stores closing. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Jamaica and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. What's up, folks? Anthony Armstrong here. Bob Popple, along with Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. Hey, NFL fans. This is Solomon Wilcox, former NFL safety and host of the Believe in Bengals podcast. Catch my show and all 32 Believe NFL podcasts. Listen in to former players give their inside perspective on your favorite team. Search Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast. It's always football season, wherever you listen. What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? 
Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count.